It's uh, 6.09. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Show number 1,490. Dave, quick, do the math. How many shows till we get to 1,500? I would say about 12. Maybe 10, Dave. 10 shows. 10 okay. Shows. Well, I always like to err on the side of the uh, take the over. 10 shows more and we get to 1,500. I say in 1,500, we shut it down. I don't think so. Yeah, no, we just uh, no, wrap it up. No, 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 no. That's a lot. That's a good run. How about fourteen ninety two? Because that's got historical significance. Yeah, but I think fifteen hundred is nice round. Oh, gotta make number. it to two thousand. All right, Come Come on, all right, God. all right. I'll stay. Three hundred forty nine days till the election next year. Um, and uh, you know, you want to follow us on Twitter? You go to WGN Radio. What's the Twitter handle for us again, Joe? What's the Twitter handle for us? Cochran, Cochran show? show? No, I know the Cochran show. What's the station's Twitter handle? Is it at seven twenty WGN? At WGN Radio? At WGN Radio, of course it is. <laughs> you knew that. Uh, top six at six uh, coming up here in uh, a little bit. Also, uh, Karen Conti with all sorts of stories to talk about. Brian Campbell gets one last shift tomorrow night. Talk to my old friend Soup coming up, and I do mean old. Uh, Dean Richards is in Mexico because uh, he's building a wall. He went no, down there he's building a wall. Not. He's not building a wall. No. Oh, so he's in Mexico to uh, do whatever he's doing. Some sort of uh, one of his fancy celebrity junkets. You know what, Super Joe? Why don't we go ahead and do the top six at six right now? Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the top six at six. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables (laughs) will be talking about today. Uh, item number one, uh, Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox said, yeah, whoops, my bad, in a new digital ad for a 2020 re-election campaign yesterday. Uh, she talks about Trump's rhetoric against Chicago, addresses her own handling of the Jesse Smollett case, and said, truth is, I didn't handle it well. I own that. I'm making changes in my office to make sure we do better. That's what reform is about. Will that land? Will that land with uh, voters? Does Kim Fox keep her job? Let's go around the room. Go. I don't know. Well, if, if people say they're sorry they screwed up, but I mean, they're I in think high it's better positions. To own it. It's better to own it than to deny. Okay. But I just don't know if, um, I don't know. Dave? Uh, I'm going to go along with G. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You got two firm I don't knows. Uh, Mary Vanderbilt, do you got a vote? I'm not a political prognosticator. Okay, that's three <laughs> I don't knows. Steve, you're a journalist. You can't weigh in. Yeah, it would be inappropriate for me to weigh in. All right, good good item. Excellent. Uh, so, Kim Fox, I, you know. It, 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 what do you think? I think it's a time for item number two. You see? Item number two is, that's a terrible story. You heard at the top of the hour of the news. Um, the cop that was shot after this bank robbery yesterday um, and the 15-year-old bystander, uh, Steve, as I understand it, they are both in the hospital and expected to recover? They are. Um, they're watching the uh, officer very closely. Uh, they're, at last report, I, there was some bleeding on the brain, and, and uh, the doctor described the condition as serious. So I don't think uh, you can't say things are going to be completely uh, well uh, for that officer, but at least they're pointing in that direction. And the kid's going to be okay? And yes, the kid's going to be fine. And uh, this bank robbery was when? The middle of the afternoon? Uh, it was late in the afternoon. Uh, I don't know the exact time off the top of my head here without seeing notes, but it was late in the afternoon toward the evening. Uh, and, you know, it's the same story, right? With a cop, the cop goes to work, he doesn't know if he comes home. 
So, uh, as always, we thank the service that uh, every member of the, not just Chicago Police Department, but suburban police departments do. And, you know, bank robbery, i got to tell you, if you're a criminal listening, bank robbery is a really stupid crime. I mean, you know, banks where there's lots of money, supposedly, that's that's where they have also, strangely enough, lots of security and lots of cameras. Yeah. Um, I did the FBI Citizens Academy a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And the statistics on how fast they catch bank robbers are amazing. Most bank robbers are, are caught within minutes. Just watch the movies. I mean, yeah, they, they always the red, get caught. The red dye thing. Well, they yeah. wrap it, they catch them in the parking lot. Yeah. Secret security alarms. The getaway guy never mm-hmm. gets away anymore. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the FBI developed this uh, website. <clears throat> I think it's called, um, what, Bad Guy? Dot com or something. I'd have to look it up again, but <clears throat> somebody looked that up for me. The uh, bank robbery uh, website that uh, the FBI runs. But at any rate, um, one guy in particular got home and he had so many messages because it was already up on the Internet. His face and he's robbing this bank that he called the FBI and said, here's my address. Don't shoot me, but come and get me. I'm turning myself in. <laughs> so don't rob a bank. Uh, all right. Next. Lori Lightfoot launched an innovative program called Family Connect Chicago. It's tailor-made to narrow the huge gap by giving new mothers and their babies the help they need in the first three weeks after giving birth. It's a big deal. It's important. Norwegian, American, Mount Sinai, St. Bernard, and Rush University all in on that. Next. A couple of federal workers charged with failing to check on Jeffrey Epstein. They were looking at the Internet or sleeping while he was allegedly killing himself for being murdered. Next. This year is increasingly likely to be the planet's second or third warmest calendar year on record. Records go back to 1880. It reflects a growing influence of long-term human-caused global warming as scientists continue to worry. And then there's this. A vegan is suing Burger King for allegedly misleading consumers by not informing them that impossible Whoppers are flame-broiled with the help of beef fat. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm ordering a cheeseburger. Um, I think it's Bandit Tracker. Um, but I, th- I apparently they're updating the website, or they shut it down, or um, I'm not sure. But uh, listen, the, the the message remains the same. The FBI would like to catch you, and uh, and uh, bank robbery is a stupid crime. Now here's Dave. Be sure to check out the CB app, or hit up Facebook and tell Chicago's Best TV where you like to eat. Watch Chicago's Best Sundays at 10 p.m. on WGN TV. Your pick may be. Chicago's best. Looking for a new workout. How about a 40,000 square foot rock climbing gym and fitness center? Who's in? I'm in. You do any rock climbing? Uh, no, not really. I've climbed. I've done climbing walls, but. Uh, well, that's what this is. It's not actually a mountain. It's in Logan oh, Square. Well, in that case, sure. <laughs> I live in a building with a, uh, it's one of the first. Rock climbing dis- wall? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a huge. Yeah. I think Bennett actually goes there. Producer Bennett. I think if you really want an apartment building that's got a cool kind of setup for fitness, then have no elevators or stairs. The only way you can get to your apartment on an upper floor is to. Well, I can't access it. It's just my building happens to share the same, you know. Oh, it's a club. It's like a whole fitness. You have to be a member, and you go and join, and you take classes. And I mean, this this is not a small climbing wall. It's the whole facility is walls and walls. Well, it's like this then. Yeah. Brooklyn Boulders is opening a gym and fitness center at 2418 North Milwaukee in uh, Logan Square. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a giant 40,000-square-foot place for you to climb a rock wall. Now, you do wear those those harnesses, so when you fall, you know, you're not going to kill yourself. 
Um, so I just want you to know, Dave, you don't have to worry about me. No, I, I'm confident. I've watched you at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods on that, <laughs> on that wall they have there. No, no, I mean you don't have to worry about me because I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't really worried, Steve. Uh, item number two and stuff that won't uh, get on the show later because we won't have time. A camel, a cow, and a donkey were found hanging out together on a Kansas road. No not way. In a bar? No. Doesn't it sound like it's set up for a joke? Yeah, sure a camel, a cow, and a donkey. Now, think about this. In Kansas, cow... Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Donkey, maybe? Possibly. Camel? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Goddard, Kansas. I said Kentucky. It's Kansas. Not that that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it applies to <laughs> Same both. thing. Authorities discovered a camel, a cow, and a donkey rowing together on a Kansas road. Uh, the Goddard Police Department asked for help Sunday in locating the owners of the three friends traveling together. Um, it's a little early to be looking for a northern star, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, Police said in a Facebook post that they couldn't find the owners. They'd be halfway to a nativity scene if anybody wants to fill out the rest. Uh, One person who replied on Facebook said, are there three wise-looking men nearby? Look, enough with the comedy. Let's find the owner of the camel. Maybe someone from a nice animal sanctuary can rescue them and let them live out their lives on green pastures. Maybe it's not a joke, though. Maybe the camel and the cow and the donkey are really looking for the Northern Star. Hmm? Mm. And maybe the three wise men stopped at Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, these are possibilities. You don't know. I could be right. Uh, and let's see, you got one more? You always want one more. You are so selfish the way you want one more, so I'm going to give you a good story. There's a little 18-month-old toddler in, uh, uh, I think it was the west side. Uh, yeah, Greenwood Avenue in Kenwood. Uh, so here's the deal. This 18-month-old girl was last seen with her grandfather, and they believe she somehow got on mass transit. Found her safe yesterday. Oh, thank goodness. And she's been returned home. That's an amazing story. Reunited with her family. Um, I come from a a family that had a runner. My little brother was a runner. (laughs) We got a runner! (laughs) He would get up in the morning, and uh, from a very young age, from this age, you know, a year, two years, he would be able to get up and reach the lock on the door and open the door and go outside. And my grandmother lived across the street from our house. Wow. And he would go over and we'd find him sitting on her steps waiting for her to get up. Oh, does yeah. he? We'd freak out. We'd wake up and we're like, oh, where's he at? But he was not sleepwalking. He no. was well aware that he, he was leaving yes, the house. Yes. I mean, he's aware he yeah. could So be he finished. would just be in his pajamas? Right. And walk out of the house. Okay. Want to go see grandma. Yep. Now, I did have a friend who told me that one of their siblings would run out, was also a runner, but then would just run out naked, like, you know, so it'd be like this little kid. <laughs> this is running. a kid. Yeah. Like, I was going to yeah. say, this isn't like the a, dad. No, no, no. Like, a you know, a toddler, because he, okay. he was so active. Yeah, my brother used to run away all the time, especially after my sister was born, my last sister, number five girl. And he oh. said, no way, I don't want another He girl. said, I'm out. He took off. I'm out. <laughs> there's only one other boy in the family. He says, I'm out. So there's nothing else I can do here. Yeah. Now, uh, I, we all know, so I can't say this person's name on the air, but it's a, a famous Chicagoan um, who had uh, has kids. And when one of the kids was probably about two, two and a half, was a little terror. And they live in a high-rise in Chicago. And the little kiddo, um, while mom was taking care of a brand-new baby in the family, I think there were four kids at that point, the two, two-and-a-half-year-old, she hears click, 
And the kid had opened the door and got out in the hallway. Oh, no. By the time she got to the hallway with the baby, he'd gotten on the elevator. Oh, my gosh. And they lived on like the 25th floor or something. So she's carrying the baby, the two older kids who were no more than probably five, six, seven at that point. They're staying in the apartment. Don't leave. We got a rudder. She runs downstairs with the baby, gets to the bottom. The elevator door is open, obviously, several times by that point. No baby. Oh, no. No, no toddler in the oh. lobby. No kid anywhere. Oh, no. She's panicked, obviously. She runs back upstairs. She gets upstairs, and the oldest kid, the six or seven-year-old, says, Mom, he's back! <laughs> Turns out part of the building is condos. The other part's offices. And some nice guy going to work got on the elevator with this little guy. And the two-and-a-half-year-old knew what apartment oh. he was in. So the guy walked him back to his apartment. What a smarty. But how you know, every bad movie, every bad thing that could possibly happen flashed through your mind in that moment. Mm-hmm. We got a runner. I would just, when I was a little kid, I'd just mosey off. I was going to say, did yeah. you just we roll? Got, we got a moseyer. <laughs> I'd just mosey. i just decide, oh, it's time to take a little mosey. Yeah, I'd walk away. I'd get about 15 feet away, and my mother would catch me. I'd turn around and come back. Actually, I did try to escape from a hospital once. I had to go to the hospital with my tonsils out. Because, you know, they don't do that like at the shell. And uh, I was in recovery and sort of, I don't know, hallucinating or whatever. And I wanted to get out of the hospital. And I remember getting out of the bed and, and casually, you know, moseying to the hallway. And then with my butt open gown, you know, the butt flapper gown. Yep. Mm-hmm. I ran. I mean, I was about like eight years old. And if not for a woman with a giant fanny, I would have gotten around her and I'd still be on the run today. <laughs> Yeah, she actually blocked my way. The giant fanny. Yeah, the giant Maybe fanny blocked my way. Maybe just appeared a giant because you were well, such a little size, child. Well, that size, at that age, eight years old, I mean, it's what do I know? A it's normal, a giant fanny. Yeah, probably normal and was fanny. her gown open, too? No, but the orderlies, they, they had two orderlies catch me. You know, and how fast could I have been moseying at that point? Please. Uh, you've been listening to Random Machinations on People That Run Away. Texter writes, we were going to Florida, so I was trying on bikinis at Target. Me, too. Uh, my three-year-old ran out under the fitting room door. I went full mama bear, not thinking, I'm in a bikini. Can't make it up. And we've been code yellow three different times in Target. If you're code yellow at Target, somebody's on the run. Um, and also this text, the camel probably came from the wildlife park that's near Goddard. They may have all come from there. They made a break for it. <laughs> yeah, what did they tunnel out? And lastly, this 815, Steve, why would a vegan order something that tastes like beef, Dave? Well, I'm not a vegan. Well, you I can mean, answer on behalf of vegans. I, well, I don't really want to speak for vegans. <laughs> you know, people like the taste of beef, but maybe they don't want to eat the beef. Okay. All right. right? Isn't that? I don't know. It's too early to figure it out, to be honest with you. It could it be is. for environmental reasons or well, just, you know, health yeah, reasons. I don't know. Maybe we don't know. All right, Karen Conti standing by. Time now to talk a little log. Good morning, Ms. Conti. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? I'm doing well. Did you ever go through the FBI Citizens Academy? No, I have not done that, but it sounds like something I should do. Yeah, no, I did that, and I swear they had a bank robber app and uh, website. Now I can't find it. But I do know this. If you're a bank robber and you want to turn yourself in, bankrobbers.fbi.gov, uh, and they'll be happy to pick you up. Free ride. Don't even have to pay the, wow. Uber. Don't even have to pay the Uber tax in the city. So, <laughs> Sounds good to me. 
All right, many things to discuss here, Karen Conti, and thank you as always for being on. If people want to get a hold of you because their friend got in trouble, what do they do? They can call me at 312-332-7800 or email me at WGN at AskKarenConti.com. Let's start with Jesse Smollett. Kim Fox is out, got a digital ad, says, vote for me. I screwed up. I own that. Uh, whether or not she gets reelected is one thing, but where's the Jesse Smollett case? cases and with there's a couple different aspects of it um uh, part of it's with that special uh prosecutor dan webb and he's going to decide whether or not the state's attorney's office conducted itself appropriately and whether or not charges should be rebrought against smollett so that's going on i would imagine he's working really hard on that with his firm and we'll probably have something in the next 30 days to 60 days would be my guess um, then there's lawsuits brought against uh, the two gentlemen who the two brothers for defamation, saying that Jesse was uh, uh, actually against Je- those uh, gentlemen brought a suit against Jesse, saying that he defamed them by saying they were gay. That's going on. And then there's the lawsuit brought by the city against Smollett for the costs of the wrongful prosecution, and that's going on. You can sue somebody who says you're gay. Well, according to these brothers, they're not gay, and that in their country you could actually be uh, executed for being gay. Oh, okay. And um, Jesse made those allegations, and, and these gentlemen, are they want uh, some civil, um, I guess, re- recompense for that. I know it's different in different parts of the world, but what century is that country in? Yeah, right. <laughs> so. um, all right, so moving on, uh, what's the difference between quid pro and quo? Well, quid pro quo just means this for that. But it's interesting when we're watching these impeachment hearings, we're kind of watching uh, the Democrats particularly get away from those words because I think a lot of people don't understand them and they think, is that wrong? Is that right? And they're using more terms of, of bribery. Um, so quid pro quo could be good. It could be an okay thing. So if I say, hey, you know what, uh, country, you have um, you need to disarm your nuclear weapons, right? And in exchange, we're going to loosen the tariffs. There's nothing wrong with that. That's quid pro quo, but it's a benefit to both countries. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's uh, Something's wrong with it is if you're getting personal gain for something and using your public office and your power to, to get that. So the accusation, of course, being that Trump, as a campaign edge, uh, wanted information on Biden, true or false information, and that's the point of all these impeachment hearings. So quid pro quo, do you have to be successful uh, in your attempt to abuse your power, if that's the right word? No, uh, and this is just, it's, it's kind of the mantra that I'm hearing, but it doesn't make any sense, because an attempt to do a crime is a crime. Like, if I attempted to shoot you and I missed you, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I get off scot-free. Um, and I know that there's this mantra, well, they eventually got the money after 70 days that or 80 matter, days. Though, right? but, but again, if, if there was something improper about our president uh, making that deal or making or making that threat and again bribery is i'll give you this for that and using your office to get something personally usually money or or campaign funds but extortion is a little bit different because it's a threat if you don't give me this i am going to do this to harm you so they're very related but 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 not quite the same all right so if management were bribing management here i'm talking about were uh, bribing g for information on me um, and she didn't follow through, they'd still be in trouble? Yes. I mean, well, okay, so give me the scenario again. Okay, so it's management wants information on me. 
Yes. So they're bribing G and offering her an opportunity not to be abandoned in the woods, which she brought up <laughs> yesterday. Uh, so the offer of uh, bribery is a crime. Yes, and that would be maybe more like extortion, because it seems to me they're saying, give me the dirt or else I'm going to harm you. That's probably extortion. Okay. That's not happening. Example of that, it's not happening, example. by the way. I'm just saying right. as an you example. You took it up a level, Steve. Uh, that was a very specific, for instance. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Anything's possible. Karen, I worry about G. She's got too much stuff in her apartment, and she thinks she wants to commit a crime now. I do not. But, Karen, I have a better uh, question for you on quid quo pro. Uh, quid, uh, quid pro, pro quo. quo. Sorry. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I... What about just in the regular course of business, people assume that they have to do a little bit of greasing of the wheels and wheeling and dealing, and this is what we have to do in order to get business done. I give you a little something, you give me something a little back. I think a lot of people think that's just how things work, especially politics. Well, sure, but and, and, and yes, that, that happens all the time. But when it crosses the line is when you're using your office and you're using your taxpayer dollar salary to to try to get some personal advantage. And, you know, Blagojevich, that was like a really good example of that. You know, I have something and it's golden. He was saying to charities and he was saying to, to uh, companies, I'm not going to give you your money unless you give me campaign money. And you can't say that. You can't withhold state aid or state benefits or even money that's owed to them um, by by conditioning it on something that benefits you personally. Yeah, and I don't want to over-explain this, but think about it. It's tax dollars supplying the government. So <clears throat> essentially you're stealing from everybody for your own personal gain, right? Right. You shouldn't be able to. I mean, in, in private business, I can do whatever I want in that regard. I mean, I can say, yeah, you, you know what? I'm not going to give you business until you do something for me. There's nothing wrong with that because you're, you're a free agent. You know, you're, you're, you're working in the, in, the, in the world of capitalism. But when you are working for the government, you don't represent yourself. You're not there to get an advantage personally. You're there to do the business of the country or the business of the state. So that, that's a big difference. And just for f- people that are listening like can you differentiate the difference between saying it and doing it like doing one act in furtherance of it well i mean if you if you say to uh, uh to somebody uh, let's let you know the words don't have to be there first of all there can be uh circumstantial evidence of it and so you could have uh, maybe a guided guarded threat maybe you could say i'm gonna withhold this and then you might say in another conversation you know what i really want i really want this and if you can put it all together and that looks like extortion it looks like quid pro quo that can be proven that way from a legal standpoint so you know um do the words have to be there? If you don't give me this, I won't do this. No, the words don't have to be there. Um, but if you try to get that, I mean, again, put the, put pieces together. Does does that does the effect of the words make the person, the recipient, uh, believe that he has to do something personally in order to get something he's entitled to? Jeffrey Epstein uh, is dead, uh, maybe committed suicide, maybe was murdered. That remains to be seen. But the guards now have been charged for being derelict in their duties, uh, sleeping at their desk when they should have been checking on him. We went about eight hours without being checked. Um, Is this a common thing that happens where even in lower profile cases, guards get charged if they're not getting it done? 
they really don't get charged. Um, you rarely see that. And, and my, my guess is, well, first of all, this is a high-profile case. A lot of uh, eyes are on this. But the fact that they lied on their logs, that's probably what really got them in trouble. Had they just been derelict, it may have been a negligent situation, subjecting them to termination. But when you actually lie on a, a governmental form that you did something that you didn't do, that's where you have the problem. Um, the Jeffrey Epstein guards will face what? Probably five years in jail, maximum. I, my understanding is that they were offered some sort of plea bargain, and they both uh, chose not to accept it, and they're going to go to trial. I don't know what the issues are going to be. You know, they either did or they didn't. I'm sure that a lot of this is going to be on videotape. So no idea if they would even have any reasonable defenses for, you know. They're retired. Yeah, or, I mean, maybe they were just going to say, this is how operation it works. You know, our managers knew how we, you know, kept watch. I don't know. Well, all over the city, yeah. in a much less important situation, but all over the city, there's overnight doormen and door women. Right. I don't know how they stay awake on the job. No. It's super quiet. No. It's dark. And, and on the other hand, you don't sign something falsely to say you did it. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. This, and this was a pretty, I mean, again, I have no sympathy for Mr. Epstein. <laughs> uh, rest sure. in peace. But... Uh, Three weeks before he was on suicide watch because he was found in medical distress. He had strips of sheets with him, so it looked like he was trying to kill himself at that point. So he was put on suicide watch, and when you're on suicide watch, I mean, I you know, John Gacy was on suicide watch when he was on death row at the very end. And when we were going in uh, to the prison, they were checking your aspirin because they wanted to make sure you weren't going to give him something to kill him because, gosh, God forbid, you know, you you kill him before the government kills him. Right. So it's a pretty serious duty to make sure that a prisoner is alive. And again, a lot of people say, who cares? I'm glad he's dead. But, you know, the government, once they take you into custody, they have an obligation to take care of you. And if they know you're suicidal, they have a higher and heightened duty to take care of you. And it looks like they really messed this one up. The lunatic that uh, shot up that country music festival in Vegas a couple of years ago got 720 rounds of ammunition from a private citizen with no license to make it or sell it. He's now uh, pled guilty and faces, and keep in mind, 40, no, make that 58 people died, and over 800 were injured, over 400 injured by gunfire. Um, he faces all of five years in prison. I mean, that's one of those cases where, you know, you got to change the law. If somebody's selling ammunition illegally, they got to be hit harder than that. Yeah, it's, you know, but then, you know, our gun lobby is, is very strong. And I think that whenever you get close to, put, you know, criminalizing anything, that lot, those lobbyists come out and they just blanketly, blanketly, if that's a word, mm-hmm. um, you know, will advocate against something, even though something like this, again, you, you know, putting someone in jail forever for selling ammunition in, in a case like this, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no resolution of this. There's no, um, justice in a case like this, yeah. but it does seem like he should do a little bit more time than yeah. All right, I got less than a minute here, but the veggie burger at Burger King, somebody's suing Burger King because they cook it on the grill that also cooks meat. Is that's, that, that's right. Is that really a good use of court time? <laughs> I don't think it is at all. And interestingly, Burger King, if you look at their website, it says, if you really want a full no no meat burger, we'll put it in the microwave for you. So they had an alternative, and if you are if you think that they're going to have a new grill because they have a new burger, then I think that's a little bit unreasonable. I would also add, if you really want to eat healthy, maybe Burger King's not the choice. Maybe not. (laughs) Karen, how do we call you? 
Call me at 312-332-7800 or better yet, email me at WGN at AskKarenConti.com. Have a delightful day. Thank you, too. Coming up, uh, producer Vivian, a millennial, explains how people talk now to me, the baby boomer. Okay? Dave, you can play this game, too. Yeah, I could use this. Mary Vandeville, you could play this game as well. You saying I'm old? Well, Steve, you, yes, Sam. But you look fantastic. Oh, I'm thanks. technically a Gen Xer, so uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> no, you have I'm, not, I'm not involved. <laughs> Texter sends this in. How do you know the difference between a vegetarian and a vegan? Anyone? 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 Wait for it. Wait. The vegan will explain it to you shortly. Shake their head and walk away. <laughs> Yesterday in the office, we, you know, after the show, we have what is disguised as a show meeting, which usually is involved. Everybody on the staff is involved in sitting around just talking about stuff, and none of it relates to actually getting any work done. <laughs> you guys have a meeting? Yeah. You're yeah, supposed you... to say that out loud, by the way. Was that out loud? Yeah, it was out loud. Then now we're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> so uh, in the conversation yesterday, I don't remember specifically how this came up, but uh, Vivian, who's 26, I'm 58, Vivian, who's 26, brought up a phrase which I had never heard before. And that phrase involved handcuffs. What was it? Oh, my gosh. No, it, I said it's... Cu- <laughs> Not handcuffs. Not oh, handcuffs no. at all. Symbolic. <laughs> yeah, no. Explain this to me. Symbolic. Symbolic I told, him, I, I told him that it's, you know, the, the holidays are coming up and it's cuffing season. And cuffing season, cuffing season is um, is when you get into a relationship because the weather is cold and, you know, the holidays are on the corner. Well, that's symbolic just- handcuffs. <laughs> I thought she said coughing season. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's that, too. That, too, I guess. <laughs> All right, so that's cuffing season. Yes. So then we got in this discussion about stuff that I don't know anymore. Because I used to be, Dave, you know this. We've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. I used to be the hippest guy in America. Then no question. Wheels have come off, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a lot of you have heard this phrase that's been uh, uh, too hip for the room lately. Uh, okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. Okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. And OK Boomer is basically a millennial or a Generation Z pat on the head to us, Dave. Patronizing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So we come up with something. We say something we find profound. It turns out to be nothing more than old mansplaining. And they just look at us and go, OK, Boomer. Yeah, and they shut us down. You know, how bad is that? We're between the greatest generation and Jet X. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Yeah, now we get this. <laughs> All right, so that uh, led us to this. And this is a brand new game I like to call Stump the Boomers. <laughs> so playing the role of the boomers would be Mary Vandeville, Dave Ennett, and me. We'll play two rounds of this. We have prizes to give away, of course. And all you have to do is get on the phone at 312-981-7200 and guess whether or not we will be stumped. Okay? 312-981-7200. Uh, I have a certificate for a desktop pre-lit sports-themed artificial tea from uh, tree or tea from Tree Time Creations. Uh, at Tree Time Christmas Creations. TreeTime.com is uh, where you can go. Go to the showroom on Pepper Road in Lake Barrington and see a spectacular selection of Christmas trees, lights, and ornaments you can't find elsewhere. So let's do a test run here before we actually bring the contestants in. Okay. And in this next segment, mm-hmm. we'll actually play the game. Stop the boomers! Okay, great. I guarantee Dave will win this. <laughs> Why would Thanks, Dave win? Because Dave Thank is you. like a Lala Palooza. He's, he's in with everything. You know? Well, no, because he, he hangs out at Northwestern all the time. Yeah. I'm with younger people. Right. He's talking to the kids. You guys talk, I don't even listen to you. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I, I am listen. so ready for this. All right, give this. me a test term. Okay. Um, salty. Being salty. What, what do you think that means? Well, back in our day, salty <laughs> meant your blood pressure was up and you had to be careful. No, being salty would be, uh, well, smartassery, wouldn't it? Yeah, feisty. Yeah. How about curmudgeon 
Okay, you guys are on the right path. Uh, it's being grumpy or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Salty. Right. Wow, right. I'm surprised. Oh, isn't it cute how you guys think you invented being salty? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys never used the term. We at least created it. Please. I've never heard anybody say that. We've used it forever. Use it. The popcorn's too salty. Yeah. yeah. That's different. <laughs> oh. That's All right, so that's how it's going to work. We're going to come back, 312-981-7200, stump the boomers. Will the boomers know anything about what Vivian's talking about in her made-up 26-year-old millennial language. Generation Z language? <laughs> I'm going to go out and get the Rosetta Stone for this right now as well. <laughs> and, uh, gee, you're the judge on this. Your call will be final. Aye, Captain. Unless I think it's wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the deal. We have on the phone Holly, Joanne, and James. When I get them on the air, all they have to do is guess whether or not we, the boomers, that's Mary Vandeveld, Dave, and it me, will be able to uh, decipher what nonsense the host of Stump the Boomers comes up with from her list of words <laughs> that she and her hepcat friends... <laughs> Say to each other. What an intro. Uh, Steve is an aging um, a millennial. He's on the high end of millennials. He's the last. So he was the first millennial. Actually, I'm a Gen Xer. <clears throat> oh, you are? Yeah, I'm, I qual- I'm qualifies as a Gen-, a Gen Xer. Okay, well, that's less mockable. Right. So I'm just going to watch. All right, so millennials uh, and uh, Gen Zers. Even the Gen Zs. The Gen Zs could stump you millennials, probably, with some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth. Uh, but uh, Vivian and, uh, and G. Shuki have been working on this, uh, just to make it as abusive as possible of us. <laughs> um, and uh, Vivian, your first term is? <clears throat> Sipping or spilling the tea. Sp- All right, none of these are sex things, right? No. Okay. All right, fine. Just yeah. want to make sure we weren't going down just, that road. Uh, repeat it one more time, Viv. Sipping or spilling the tea. All right. Holly is in Arlington Heights, sipping or spilling the tea. Well, Dave and I and Mary know what that is. I do not think you will know that what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I do not know what that is. All right, stand by, Holly. Sipping the tea, Dave. Uh, you know, it gets back to your impression of the Queen. No, does it now? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, Spilling the beans, letting a secret out. See, I think it's sampling something. Mm. You are both wrong. Well, Mary didn't get a chance to Oh, I'm so sorry, Mary. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's something online, like um, checking out people online. Uh-huh. You know, like on a date, dating line or something? Okay, so sipping. We'll start with sipping first. Uh, it started with a meme of uh, Kermit the Frog sipping the tea, which included the caption, but that's none of my business. So that basically means pretending not to notice when something crazy is happening. That's what sipping the tea that's means. That's stupid. What? No, Why would not. anyone use it? That's dumb. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> What's funny? So I still don't get it. I don't get it and either. Dave, eh? Dave is, is right, though, about spilling, though. What does spilling? the frog have so to do with it? So spilling the tea is, you know, when you kind of, when you gossip, when you yeah. when you talk about someone and... Like spilling huh? the bean information. You guys, yeah, but you guys yeah, but don't Holly, say you're a winner. spilling the Holly, beans. we don't have a clue what these <laughs> rotten kids are saying. I guess we do not. All right, Holly, so here's the deal. I'm going to give you one of these uh, tree time uh, pre-lit Christmas trees. Awesome. All right. Thank you for thank listening. I appreciate much. it. Hold on. Let me go to Joanne and Joliet. Joanne, stand by. Uh, Viv, term two. Thirsty. Well, you are being, you're being thirsty. All right. It is spoke, spoken as a millennial. Mm-hmm. What, millennial or Gen Xer? Oh. No, I'm a millennial. At 26, are you I really a millennial? Just, I sure am. 
All right, millennial, uh, spoken to us by a millennial or a Gen Xer or a Gen Z or a Gen Pyre or whatever. Uh, the uh, term is thirsty. Uh, Joanne, will we know what she's talking about? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, neither do I. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary Vanderbilt, thirsty. Uh, like, like eager, like an eager beaver, like no, having no good. patience. That's pretty good. I don't know. That's pretty good, Dave. Needy. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Viv's nodding. Yeah, she's <laughs> nodding like you're an idiot. Patronizing. <laughs> Thirsty. Devious. Oh, um, conniving. Uh, weaselly. Mm. Okay, any of those? Okay, so uh, Mary and Dave, they, they were on the right track. You kind of lost me a little bit afterwards. Did, did I? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so thirsty <laughs> is what Dave and Mary did say. They, uh, the, you were, you're, you're so eager to, um, to you know, be with someone, yes. or you, you know, you really want something, and you're being thirsty for it. To you're, a, you're trying too hard. Yes, you're trying too hard. So we really didn't get it right. They got yes, it kind of. Right. No, got, no, Dave got and got it kind Mary of right. got it right. Got it right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you got it right. wrong. You got it. Wrong. You, I definitely you got, got it. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> kind of right is not right. So the point being, Joanne wins. Uh, so let me go to Joanne again here. Sorry, Joanne, I put you back on hold. Joanne, you're a winner. Oh, good. Congratulations to you. You, too, get a certificate for a desktop pre-lit uh, uh, tree from uh, Tree Time. Oh, okay. Do I have to pick it up? Nah, we'll have... Uh, you know what? We'll have one of these really energetic uh, Generation Xers, uh, the Millennials. They'll drop it off to you. Not it. <laughs> All right, hold on. One more. We got a James in Lagrange. Good morning, James. Good morning, everybody. How old are you, James? I am thirty-two. Okay, so you're right in the middle of this mocking. All right, so maybe we should guess uh, if it's uh, whatever the term is, but only after we, you know, collaborate with our friend James here. Uh, but James, all you have to do is say, "Will we or won't we?" What's the term? Fire. Fire. All right, James. Well, we know what fire is. Absolutely. I have confidence in all three of you. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Thanks. That's really a terrible idea, James. <laughs> yeah, not so good, though. Viv, say it like, is it fire? Or no. is it fire? Fire. You know. Use it in a sentence. Uh, yes, that's gonna, I feel like it's going to give it away. Okay, fine. that's fire. No. Oh. Well, it's hot. It's that's cool. cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's popular. Yeah. Mm. Mary? Yeah, I just, yeah, like, it, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So trendy, hot, happening yeah. now. Mm, nice. Okay. Happening. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of passion coming from you right now, Steve. Um, yeah. So fire is is when you uh, really are into something. So like, if I got you know donuts from you know Dunkin' Donuts downstairs, and you know, oh, it's something you're excited about. Yeah. So it's like that's fire. Uh, that's not what we said. That's good. Well, that's popular. No. Not yes. popular. No. Yeah, not really you can popular. be excited about something that's not Dunkin popular. Dunkin' Donuts are popular. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> nice try, Dave. Nice try. Hey, it's an offer. <laughs> We're wrong again. We are not. Yes, we are. James, you're a big winner because, wait, no, awesome. James, you said we would get it, didn't you? I sure did, but you got to say, ooh, baby, that's fire. Oh, well, in that case, since you put yourself out, you win anyway. (laughs) I'm going to give you a Lou Malnati's gift card, home of Chicago's best deep dish pizza, LouMalnati's.com, 40-plus locations around Chicago. And thanks for listening, James. Thank you. All right, hold on. All right, here's the deal. We'll come back later in the show, and you'll be able to abuse us more. Are you excited? I'm so. I've been waiting for this my entire life. Remember we used to play Stump the Millennials? Oh, yeah. We had Ross Ross and Kevin and Joe Brand. Yeah, a bunch of folks on this show. Yeah. It was more fun when we did that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, why why is that? <laughs> now we just look stupid. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, because we're the ones being made to look stupid right. instead I of mean, them. Dave and Mary were really close on a lot of those answers. Uh-huh. Okay, when you take your SATs, really close? Does that help? <laughs> what's what's that patronizing thing? No, that? no, no. I mean, I was just saying, I mean, Steve, not so much. but yeah. uh, Well, let me try one on you, Vivian. Newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, really? Uh- Still to come on the program. Brian Campbell's coming up uh, tomorrow night at the United Center. Um, he will have a uh, an honor uh, for him. They'll, they will honor him, he tried to say. Oh, I didn't sleep much last night. Mm-hmm. It's called One Last Shift, where legendary Blackhawks, um, to the roar of the crowd, take one more spin around the ice. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's fire. <laughs> that is fire. Uh, and One Last Shift tomorrow night uh, with Mr. Campbell will be discussed with Soup uh, here in just a few minutes. So be good to see him out there on the ice tomorrow. Yeah. He was, to my mind, when he played, he was the fastest defenseman in the league. Mm-hmm. And he didn't retire until he was like 36, 37, 38 years old, right? So, he's a great player. Anyway, we'll talk again. A good guy. Really good guy. He's got three kids now. And he's stayed busy with the Blackhawks. Not busy enough. He's got three kids. Um, I, I, I think he'd be a good coach someday. I don't know if he wants to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think he'd be a good coach. You know, he's very level. He's not nuts like some. Right. The other day on the air, what was I doing? I was advocating for a nutty coach. Yeah, that's right. You were. Yeah. So. All right. It's coming up on uh, 730. We'll get the news here, and then we'll continue with Brian Campbell. Uh, We'll bring back Stump the Boomers later for more mocking of me. And uh, Dean will be on after 8 o'clock as well as we continue on the Steve Cochran Show. Texters, 815, don't you watch TV, Steve? These phrases are used all the time. Even old ladies on the housewife shows get it. <laughs> no, it's going to shock you. I don't watch the housewife shows. Uh, so far, most of the millennial terms are older terms they think they came up with. Those words are not millennial. This is from 312. Those words are not millennial specific. It's all urban slang. 630, uh, Steve, you're hysterical. You can't see something stupid just because you don't agree or understand. <laughs> well, don't we? The, the, the text says, I'm 58 as well, and I'm laughing my butt off. I appreciate that, 630, but let me just say this. Just because you're right doesn't mean you should tell me. <laughs> they know your MO. Uh, I got the T from 815, meaning I have info. Really? Why I got the tea? I don't even like tea. (laughs) These are all folks trying to help out. We played Stump the Boomer last hour, and we'll play it again uh, a little bit later. Um, And uh, it'd be great if we rolled Orion Samuelson into it. He's not a boomer. He's a little too old for that. But uh, Orion would be so disgusted in one or two rounds of this that he'd put it into it. Uh, Another texter from the 773 says, Steve, Lou Malnati's is fire. Help us out with that again. Fire's cool. But yeah, that's what Viv said. Kind of popular, mm-hmm. right? Well, you're that's part of this. I, you're part of this I, mocking. Don't act now. like you're not. I'm, I know. I I love everyone. I love all generations <laughs> equally. We all have something to offer one another, Steve. And a couple of <laughs> suggestions of what we could do to throw at them, Dave. Mm-hmm. Ask him what groovy beatniks are. Well, I think you used the term hepcat a little while ago. <laughs> a hepcat, somebody jazzy, right? <laughs> yeah. Jazzy person? A uh, hepcat is just somebody who's hip and gets ah. it. So popular? 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I can beatnik ask, is a beatnik a hippie? A beatnik is yeah a hippie. Beatniks are before my time. Dave, beatniks are not hippies. Are they not? No. Oh, like a beatnik poet, right? There you go. Well, there were beatniks who were poets, but not all poets were beatniks. Oh my god! Weren't some musicians too? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Was Bob Dylan a beatnik? <laughs> Bob Dylan was just a horrible singer that became incredibly popular because everybody in the 60s was high. And, yeah. and beatniks don't really shower, do they? Well, I think eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe not right away. At 741, I mentioned uh, Brian Campbell. Soup will be coming up here in a little bit if you're going to the game tomorrow night in OPR. The uh, Hawks play in Tampa Bay, yes? They are playing the Lightning at Ooh, the Tampa United Bay's Center. pretty good. They're pretty good. They lost last night to St. Louis. Well, good. I like when others lose. Yeah, they've lost their last couple of games. And uh, the Hawks, you know what I liked about last night's game? Uh, the third period. But the fact that, um, you know, it was a good loss. It was a good loss in that they got behind by basically not knowing what time the game started because the first 40 minutes they really weren't playing. Um, but then to get back in it as hard as they did, I mean, it was 3-2 with six and a half minutes left. And they had a couple of chances that just didn't go in. So that, to me, is a good loss. Yeah, they came very close to tying the game up. Kane had a great chance. I think Kubalik had one. So, yeah. So, yeah. At least one night. Let's get back. And then an empty net goal made it a two-goal game. So let's get back in another streak uh, tomorrow night. Um, the goalies have been tremendous. Crawford was great the other night. Mm-hmm. Leonard. And uh, Leonard last night again. You know what he was doing, Dave? See if you guys know this term. <laughs> yes, I know what you're going to say. He was standing on his head. Yep. How about that? You ever see a goaltender do that, Gene? You know what standing on his head means? Uh, nah, not so much, do you, <laughs> Miss Fancy Millennial? Yoga pose? <laughs> That's Viv. Viv, you know what standing on his head means? You've been to, what, two, three hockey games now. Standing on his head, you know what that means? Hmm. You were there last night. You were there in the house yeah. last night when Robin Leonard was standing on his head. You saw him do it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what does that mean? <laughs> um, I don't know. Viv, I don't know either, so you're okay. Dave? Uh, basically, having a, a fantastic game where he's making unbelievable saves. He could make those saves standing on his head. That's how good he is tonight. Mm. Let oh. me jot that down. Okay. <laughs> you're so not going to. <laughs> Happy to say hello to my friend Brian Campbell. Soup, how are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Congratulations. One more shift for you tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's obviously uh, a big honor um, from the team to, to think of me in that way. And I'm excited. It would be good for uh, my kids to be at the game, kind of see that a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, it should be a, should be a fun night. Um, I don't even know if you've taken time to look at the list of the others that have been honored. It's pretty impressive. Dennis Savard, Steve Larmer, J.R., Jeremy Roenick. Eddie Belfour, Brian Bickle, Al Secord, Eric Daze, Stan Makita, Eddie Olchek, Dennis Hall, Phil Antoni Esposito, uh, Dave Bolin, and Troy Murray, and now Brian Campbell. That's a pretty good list, pal. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I don't know. There's not much I can say for how good the Blackhawks have been to me and, and my family, and obviously with Rocky and, and John McDonough. It's just uh, to think of me in that way, you know, I felt, like as a player, I always wanted to try to give back as much as I could to my owner because I felt like he kind of stuck his neck on the line for me. And 
and I felt like you know it's just kind of how I grew up is is to work hard for the people that uh, in the organization that you're trying to have success with. It's a great work ethic. Uh, Dave, tell me, where did Brian Campbell start out? Uh, Brian Campbell started out his National Hockey League career with the Buffalo Sabres. And, uh-huh. uh, he was good there. He's very good there. He was very good there. Played eight years there. And the Hawks then made a deal for him. Uh, they did. He, 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 he played uh, with the Blackhawks for the first time in that 08-09 season, which was one year before... That's Stanley Cup. So he was part of that, that core group that uh, they put together. Didn't you make the playoffs in 08-09 for the first time in forever? Yeah, we, yeah, we went to the conference final. We had a good team. It was kind of like the team that was we, – we just didn't know how good we were right. at that point. You know, like in right the next the year, obviously, we, yeah, we went – so we, we lost to Detroit in the conference finals, and uh, they went to the – the, obviously the finals and lost to Pittsburgh the year before they beat Pittsburgh in the finals so uh, it was just kind of a, it was a great atmosphere a great time for me to come in and, and kind of uh, help support the uh, hockey club and then he went to the Panthers for how long? Uh, five four, years four, five, five years, years in Florida yeah. And by the way, much to my chagrin, it allowed him to become a much better golfer. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, that's not good for me. Uh, and uh, and then came home uh, for the sixteen seventeen season. Uh, and now one more shift. And, uh, and you and your, you know, listen, you and your wife, you could have taken an old family, moved back to Canada. You could have gone to Buffalo. Obviously, you could have been in Florida. You want to make your life here, right? Yeah, my wife grew up here, so you know she makes the calls in that sense. But I love it here. Believe me, it's. Uh, it's home now for me, and it's great to see. You know, I didn't grow up a Blackhawks fan growing up, but now it's great to see my little guy and, and my girls growing up as Chicago sports fans, and, and this is their home and all they know. And it's it's really exciting to, to kind of see that in them. And and um, it's just been a, a great place for, for me to be and, and obviously uh, raise our kids. You know, Steve and Brian, it's hard to believe it's it's been 10 years and, and the Blackhawks are commemorating that 2010 Stanley Cup this year. But, but Brian, is it kind of cool for you to, to see some of the guys that you played with uh, that are still out there and, and recently have been winning a lot of games? Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, I, I tend to look at the defense. And uh, I'll tell you right now, Duncan Keith is – uh, he's playing some spectacular hockey for the Hawks right now, and and I don't I don't think last night maybe he might have wanted something back, but man, he's been good. So you know you see at his age what he's doing. He's 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 well conditioned athlete, and I feel like he's really been a you know with the goaltending been a big uh, key for the team's success lately. And then obviously uh, number eighty eight just keeps chugging along. So it's. Uh, it's pretty special to keep watching him play and see him keep climbing the record books. You uh, you obviously had a, a close-up look at Keith uh, and his workout regimen. I mean, is it as as rigorous and as, as tough as everybody's been led to believe? Um, yeah, I think he, he, he definitely, he, I think 24 hours a day he takes about Nope. We lose soup. But they had a bad, uh, bad cell yeah. site. Uh, standing by, standing by. You know. uh, the next thing you know, he's uh, he's uh, he's strong. Looking at it, so uh, but believe me, he puts a lot of time in all practice. Well, your phone's kind of in a funky spot here, but I just wanted to tell you we're thrilled for you and uh, and your family. You guys. And yeah, Sorry. we're just no, no worries, just in and out. 
And we're thrilled for you and thrilled for, uh, for uh, you know, everybody to get a chance to see you out there again tomorrow night. And am I right about this? I said earlier, I don't think there was a faster defenseman in the league even when you passed 35. Was there anybody faster than you? Well, definitely when I passed 35, there was many people. So <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got around the ice, and, and now it's good. I'm actually heading to Rockford now to go work with the American League team and the defense down there. So now i got to uh, try and keep up to those uh, young kids a little bit out of the ice. You think you'll coach? Um, I've really enjoyed the player development, what I'm doing this year with with the uh, American League team and some of, obviously, the Blackhawks' top prospects. So, you know, I could see myself doing this for a while. I've really enjoyed working with them, trying to keep teach them a couple tricks of the trade and, and get their uh, progression along. Uh, coaching, I don't know if I'm into that. I'm, uh, if I head to that area. Um, I'm really kind of fascinated about all the management side of it and, and how the inner workings and how much how many things are going on and, and what Stan has to do to make sure that it, right. you know, the ship is kind of heading in the right way. You know, uh, I'll always remember uh, Brian Campbell told me one thing that's a super secret thing uh, in hockey. Uh, when that timeout is called and all the players skate over and you think, well, they only get one. It's got to be very strategic where they use it. And with Quenville, you know, a guy, a gruff guy, a guy you better listen to. He got the guy next to him with the dry erase board, and, and Soup said, yeah, you can't hear him. We don't really listen. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets of the trade, my friend. Yeah, sometimes it's a little loud in that building. And, you know, usually he's just screaming and yelling. If a timeout's called, it's usually not a good thing unless it's uh, trying to score a goal late in the uh, game. But if a timeout's called and you're on the wrong end of the scoreboard, there's usually not a happy person uh, talking to you. We, uh, we got to give you one text before I let you fly here uh, from the 708. A bunch of people texting in to say congratulations to you, including this. I can't tell you how great of a guy Brian Campbell is. We set up a small charity bike ride to raise money for pediatric cancer. Not only did Brian jump in and do the ride, he raised a whole ton of money. When he talks about giving back, I've seen it firsthand. Class act, congratulations to him. So that's nice to hear, huh? Yeah, that was a long bike ride. That was from uh, Beverly area all the way to um, Long Beach. Wow. California? So my neighbor. My, yeah, my, Long Beach, uh, Indiana. My, oh, <laughs> Yeah, it was about, uh, I don't know how many hours, six, six, seven hour wow. ride. So my neighbor is, uh, had done it before and he grew up in the Beverly area. Um, so he asked me to do it. So it was fun. It was, uh, it was a great event and raising some money. So, uh, I should be getting on the bike again next summer. All right, buddy. All the best to the family. We'll see you tomorrow night. Okay. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate Congrats. it. Congrats. Brian Campbell. Uh, that was nice of him to invite you on the ice with him tomorrow night. Yeah, it's the first time they've done one last shift, dot, 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 with Steve. Right. Now, I don't actually get skates. I'm just going to be running next to him and then sliding. I think it's great. Right. Do you know how to ice skate? Sure. Do you know how to ice skate? Please. I've been on the ice there a million times, and I didn't fall once. Mm. Now, uh, uh, the man that played Norm... Um, on Cheers for all those years. Uh, Chicago's own, Chicago area's own, George Went. George yes. was shooting the puck one night, and I was on the ice with him doing the announcing. And uh, George leaned into me, and, and he's sweating heavily. George is a big fella. <laughs> and he said, Steve, I'm pretty sure I'm going to fall down. Aww. When I fall down, fall on top of me so it looks like a bit. <laughs> Did you do it? He didn't fall. 
Oh. Yeah. But I was prepared to fall on top of him because that's what friends are for. It's uh, 9.56. Congratulations. It's No, it's not, Dave. Well, it's not. You know where no. it's 9.56? Uh, uh, somewhere in the Pacific. Like the Atlantic. In the Atlantic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours sleep. Two. Why weren't you able to sleep last I night? I have no idea. Two hours sleep. It's 7.56 and we'll Better. come back. <laughs> Dean will join us from, where is he, Cabo? What did he say yesterday? Is he in Cabo? I d- he didn't say where he was going. Just He's in Mexico that, for one yeah. of his fancy celebrity junkets. Yeah. But the problem is you fly in, you're there for a night, you fly back out. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah, there's, a lot of pe- <laughs> there's a lot of people right now that are either at their job or headed there who are thinking you just said the words hard work well, and celebrity mean, junket in the same sentence. I just sentence. mean he doesn't get to sit on the beach. He has to like wait wait to around to interview someone so in show business terms <laughs> yes it's a lot of hard work yes in first world a really nice job problems yes. yes in the real world it's a vacation absolutely okay for w- two days yeah uh as i said we'll get to the news now also later on uh, another round of uh, stump the boomers and you got neighborhood eats today too I sure do. It's a coffee shop that has a really cool um, menu, uh, pastries, delicious, and charcuterie board. <laughs> Look, at, you're looking at me like you're. No, I'm. Uh, that's uh, that's good. And so, what's the name of this place? It's called Hexa. H e x e. Okay. And uh, it's a re- really cool. We'll be in after nine o'clock. Before we get to Dean, Steve Grzanich in the newsroom. Steve, uh, Gordon Sondland about to speak and do his opening statement. Are we streaming that as well? We are. Um, you hear it in the background right now. Adam Schiff, who's the chairman of the committee, is giving his opening statement. But we have the uh, printed text of what Gordon Sondland is about to tell lawmakers this morning. Can you read it? Uh, I can uh, give you some highlights here that I've uh, picked out of it. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, Sondland will say there was a quid pro quo. Um, the question he asks himself, was there a quid pro quo? The answer is yes. Uh, goes on to say that he was acting only on orders from the president and Rudy Giuliani. Wow. That. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. All right, you'll monitor? I will. All right, thank you, Steve. Uh, Dean Richards is uh, about to join us from Mexico, working on it right now. Um, and the reason that's a big deal is because Sondland is the closest guy yet to a mysterious second phone call about whether or not there was a back channel of diplomacy uh, between the United States and um, the government there um, yeah, yeah, at a time when the, uh, the, the White House administration said there, there absolutely was not. And that would go to why we're having the impeachment hearings, obviously. So at this point, uh, uh, Congressman Schiff is still speaking. He's chairman of the Intelligence Committee. And then Devin Nunez, the ranking member, that's the Republican minority in the committee, he will speak. Basically, the reason that these things are so monotonous is because uh, the people in Congress um, on the dais, if you will, uh, go on and on and on about what they know before, in fact, they actually ask a question and allow the person to answer. And it's a huge turnoff, and the only people that don't seem to understand that are the Democrats and the Republicans who are actually doing the uh, questions and the answers. All right, Super Joe, update me. What's the status of Dean Richards in Mexico? Uh, we have not gotten a hold of him yet. We no. are still working on it. Oh, he's probably on Mexican time. Oh, wait, that's the same time we're on, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Depending on where in Mexico he is, yes. So uh, we'll get to that. Uh, later in the week, Dean will review the uh, Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks that he already said he liked. That's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. 
I like that the movie um, sounds more it's more about this relationship with a reporter whose life has changed that's interviewing him Mm -hmm. because the documentary that came out uh, earlier this year is so amazing I love the documentary and just learning more about Mr. Rogers life like his childhood and sort of what inspired him to uh, want to he was well he was he was miraculous with kids one of my favorite parts of that documentary is the little kid who was just amazed that he was meeting him because he wanted to know how he got out of the TV Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Rogers made a point of telling him it was going to okay, going to be okay that he could get back in the TV. The other thing too, he was really cool. He really talked to children as though they were little people. You yeah. know, he didn't really he didn't patronize them, and he didn't uh, you know, no question was ever a dumb question. Remember the part about how he weighed himself every day. Weighed himself every day because he wanted to weigh 143 pounds. Oh yes, he was a very fit. He didn't he swim every day. He swam too? every day. And the reason he wanted to weigh 143 pounds is because it takes one letter to say I, four letters to say love, and three letters to say you. So the symbolism of I love you numerically meant a lot to him. It was interesting, too, to find out that he didn't necessarily have a happy childhood. No. So I think a lot of people are driven by... He was bullied, and he felt ignored, Mm -hmm. and uh, and that's one of the reasons he wanted to make sure kids didn't go through the same thing. Anyway, more on that coming up, and uh, hopefully we get a hold of Dean in Mexico. In the meantime, let's get the weather. Yeah, and Steve, I have uh, back to the Sondland thing uh, real quickly. I have another paragraph. um, He's going to deliver 24 pages of opening statements, but the uh, paragraph of uh, interest here is, uh, I know that members of this committee have frequently framed these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I've testified previously with regard to the requested White House call and White House meeting, the answer is yes. Mr. Julie conveyed to Secretary Perry, Ambassador Volker, and others that Trump wanted a public statement from President Zelensky committing to an investigation of Burisma in the 2016 election. Uh, Mr. Giuliani expressed those directly to the Ukrainians. Mr. Giuliani also expressed those directly to us. We all understood that the prerequisites for the White House call and the White House meeting reflected President Trump's desires and requirements. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, biggest deal yet, and <clears throat> it'll be called a bombshell all day. We'll see if it actually uh, turns out to be that, but it's certainly big news this morning. Live from Mexico, Dean Richards, where are you? I'm in uh, another country. You can't say you're in Mexico? Well, all right. I just feel like I'm bragging if I say that. No, it's not bragging. Yeah, you're in the cold and I'm not. Yeah, no, it's going to be balmy here today. It's going to be 40 degrees and then 57 tomorrow. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's nice. Don't feel bad, uh, Dean. I'm in Cabo. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it sucks there. Yeah, don't feel bad, Dean. Orion always tells us how warm it is in Arizona. Yeah, that's true. And Cabo, by the way, I I hate being one of those guys. So I hate being the very warm place. You are. Um, I uh, I of course took two years of Spanish, so I'm I'm bilingual. Uh, Cabo does mean sucks. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Let me give you a couple of helpful phrases you can use today when you're in Mexico. Uh, okay. Repeat after me. Hola, amigo. Hola, amigo. Me prestas tu burro. You lost me. Me. Me presta. Tu burro. Tu burro. Means, mean? means hello, friend. Can I borrow your donkey? No, that, that is very helpful. I mean, because if you wander off, you may need a donkey. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's, let's, let's try another or, one. Or maybe, maybe just if I get lonely. Get in the <laughs> let's try another one here. Donde puedo? Donde puedo? 
¿Dónde puedo? Encontrar. Encontrar. Un nuevo. Un nuevo. Par de pantalones. This is something with my pants off. <laughs> Very good. It's <laughs> donde puedo encontrar un nuevo par de pantalones. The, uh, and the phrase is, where might I find a new pair of pants? Because after a long day of riding a borrowed burrow, you're going to need pants. Oh, I'm going to need more than a pair of pants. And then the yeah. final, and, and let me give you, I'll, I'll just give you one more. Because this is really a connected phrase as well. This would be important. You're on the donkey. You're riding the donkey, you come back to the city, or the village in your case, and you're going to need new pants. And then you say, Pereces familiar, si estuviéramos juntos en prisión. Which means, you look familiar, were we in prison together? As you try to make more friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are extremely helpful. All right, I'm glad you made a note of them. We were, uh, so far I've not seen any donkeys here, uh, or... <laughs> Or as we like to call them, as we native people here like to call them burros. Right. Uh, but um, it's uh, I've never been to uh, Cabo before. It's very beautiful. It's very, very modern, very sleek. Very. Did they ever put that fancy. ocean in they were talking about? They, they did put the ocean in. But listen to this. When, when they checked into the hotel, the first thing they tell you is, uh, don't go in the ocean. That's why? not very welcoming. Well, why is that? They say that the uh, undercurrent could kill you. Oh, wow. well, welcome to Cabo. This is, yeah, this is what they told me at the front desk when I'm checking in. Uh, you know, welcome, blah, blah, blah. Here's the ice machines over there. The Magic Fingers bed works over there. <laughs> and uh, don't go in the ocean. It'll kill you. Well, um, that seems like it's counterproductive. So what do you just sit on the beach and look at the ocean? Well, yeah, yes, you look at the ocean, but they have a very nice swimming pool. Oh, okay. Or some fancy resort. Uh, when when The Rock, ha- I'm here, because, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be interviewing The Rock and Kevin Hart and uh, Jack Black and Aquafina, Danny DeVito, uh, Danny Glover. They're all in this new uh, Jumanji movie, Jumanji 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, that opens, uh, soon. And uh, when when The Rock does uh, his his movie interviews, he likes to do them in tropical places. You may recall that recently I was in Hawaii, and he forced me to come all the way to Hawaii oh, that's right, that's right. and be there for several days uh, just to interview him. <laughs> so you know, here we're in these eighty degree days. But um, Kevin Hart, you know, this this is his first round of interviews since his back surgery following that car accident. Uh, I'm very, very excited to uh, sit down with him and talk with him about, you know, life after life-threatening surgery like that, a life-threatening car accident. He was actually at the, we saw the movie last night, and uh, before the before the screening took place, uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart, the whole cast and director, everybody came out and greeted the crowd. And Kevin looks great. Kevin looks perfect. He's, you know, he, he's walking perfectly. He speaks uh, very reflectively about the accident that he was in and how he's come out the other side of it. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be some interesting interviews, I think. Uh, yeah, it uh, sounds like it. And the original Jumanji was a big hit. So I assume this one's expected to do the same kind of business? I think they are expecting it to uh, do that same kind of business. Okay. Um, it's hard to, hard to do sequels. 
you know, as you know, in the Grumpy Men uh, oh, franchise. Yeah. Grumpy Old Men, the original of. one that I'm in, that's a terrific movie. Grumpy Old Men 2 that I was not in, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. I believe the, my exact quote the newspaper ad, I remember when it came out. Without Cochran, Grumpy Men 2 sucks. <laughs> yes, which is weird. They use that as one of the blurbs. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was a little harsher in my movie quotes back then than I am now. <laughs> All right, so I have an important question. When you do this junket today, because we see you on TV talking to big stars all the time, and almost always you're in a suit and tie. Now, you're in a tropical right. area. Will you have to wear a suit and yeah. tie? No, full tuxedo this time. Oh, well, I did not see that development. Uh, no, I'm going to be in tro- tropical tropical clothing because we're going to we're doing the interviews outside. Okay. So I'm not going to be in a suit and tie. I'll be in uh, I don't know, maybe a grass skirt. Well, that's a hot look for you. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, it's uh, Hawaiian, but I don't I don't care. It's, it gives really nice ventilation, if you know what I mean. I'll let you go on this. Uh, the Grammy nominations came out this morning, and uh, oh, right. Lil Nas and Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road, among those nominated for Record of the Year. Um, album of the Year includes one of your favorite albums, Dean, Ariana Grande's Thank You, Next. And uh, Song of the Year, I think this is probably the best song from the movie, Always Remember Us This Way, the Lady Gaga song with the, the other writers. Song of the Year is a Writer's Award. So uh, you can see all yeah. you can see all of the uh, the Grammy nominations are out today. All right, listen, go enjoy your your time there, as we like to say, go enjoy your timeo uh, there in Mexico. Donde está el burro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's close enough. Where's my donkey? That's where's my donkey. Oh, if I had a nickel for every time Dean said, "Where's my donkey?" Uh, thank you for that. It's eight twenty-seven. We'll come back with those news, uh, in the, that news information right over there from that guy, Steve. Interesting wardrobe choice this morning by Devin Nunez. Kind of a '30s gangster pinstripe suit. Uh, Gordon Sondland's uh, opening statement still to come. Should rock things at the impeachment hearings. Here with all the news now is Steve Grzanich. And uh, Steve, let me have you uh, jump in here um, just another time for us. The, the reason Gordon Sondland's important, and he was an ambassador to the EU, and as ambassador to the EU, obviously Ukraine was uh, uh, part of the discussion and part of the portfolio that he would oversee. And he was the one that supposedly received a call, or did he make a call from his cell phone? I don't remember if he made it or received it. It was overheard by many, and then he spoke directly of the call, which he referenced in this opening statement. Yes, and he's also talking, providing a little bit more detail about uh, just why uh, all of this was happening uh, and uh, whose direction the, uh, he was working under. He's just testified uh, that he uh, that he and the others at the State Department, he and his fellow ambassadors and other people involved, didn't want any of this to happen, um, and that they were only doing this because they were being directed to do so uh, by the White House uh, through Rudy Giuliani. Um, uh, Gordon Sondland, uh, in his opening statement now, which is about 24 pages long, uh, telling uh, members of Congress that there was, in fact, a quid pro quo. Everybody, uh, he says, knew, knew that. It was the impetus for getting the president of Ukraine on the phone call and getting uh, that phone call arranged with uh, President Trump. 
Um, so um, right out of the gate, there's some important testimony here that uh, Gordon Sondland that it's going to be hard to uh, you know question about that. The quid pro quo thing has been uh, one of the main, main talking points and defenses. There was not a quid pro quo is what we've heard the president say over and over and over. And on several occasions, referencing referencing uh, Gordon Sondland's uh, referencing his uh, knowledge of that. Right. Another quote from the opening statement, Sondland, we followed the president's orders to work with Giuliani on Ukraine. Again, just by way of understanding, a non-elected official cannot run the United States foreign policy and decide where or when um, uh, taxed monies uh, that are used for foreign aid are spent or not spent. And uh, Giuliani was in the circle of deciding that. So it's hard to explain, Um, but I'm sure the White House will have an explanation, as will uh, those Republican questioners as the day goes on. Um, obviously, Steve in the newsroom will cover it. Yeah, and you can listen to it live right now at WGNRadio.com. All right, I've asked Vivian to rejoin us now. Earlier on in the show, and this came out of a meeting we had yesterday post-show. David, you know, at the end of every meeting, or at the end of every show, we have a meeting talking about upcoming shows, mm-hmm. show prep meetings. And yesterday, it kind of uh, disintegrated into mocking the elderly. The elderly, in this case, would be me. <laughs> So I'm 58. Viv produces the show. She's 26. It's a considerable gap. We come from different worlds, yet we try to make an understanding somewhere in the middle. Um, like, for instance, sometimes Viv will suggest a guest, and it's a guest I've never heard of, and it turns out the rest of the world has. So uh, she convinces me to have that guest on. It's that type of thing. That's the, the roles that we play. It's a great relationship. Uh, I agree. And uh, in the meantime, you had a phrase or two yesterday that I'd understand. So I said, well, you used to play a thing called Stump the Millennials. Let's play Stump the Boomers. And she said, okay, Boomer. <laughs> All right. So you have phrases that are either uh, Millennial, Gen Z, maybe. Mm-hmm. Steve, a member of Gen X, but Mary Vandeveld, Dave, and I are all boomers. Mm-hmm. So let's play Stump the Boomer. Give me a practice phrase. Okay. Um, get him some milk. Get him some milk. Milk is the word. Milk. Oh, milk. Just the just the word milk? Yeah. Like no. So in, in your... I just put in a sentence for you guys. Okay, just so get him some what milk. is milk? Milk. What is milk? What do you think milk is? Well, it's a fine beverage <laughs> produced by cows. <laughs> um, Mary, got an idea? Uh, money? Get him some milk. That's where I was headed. Mm. Dave? Um, I, <laughs> okay. I This one is the first one I'm totally stumped. I'm going to yes. stay with money. Okay. You're wrong. You're oh. wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't have to enjoy it so much. Yeah. I, I love this. I love this. Um, no, so uh, get him some milk means anyone that needs uh, help for self-improvement. So when you say get him some milk, it's like get him some help. He needs some self-improvement. Well, why not just say get yeah. him some help? Because milk yeah. is just it's just milk. fun. To say, get him some milk. It's it's like it's a phrase. So get him some need, help would take some, too long. So is need it like some nurturing? Milk you know, is like milk is nurturing. And, nurturing. And, yeah, as long wow. as it's not sour. Wow, <laughs> it's uh, eight forty four. We'll come back. All you have to do is get on the line at three one two ninety one seventy two hundred and guess whether or not we'll be able to answer these. By the way, I'm zero for four so far this morning. <laughs> I think Steve mentioned this, but Vice President Pence and Secretary of State Pompeo are also both being uh, tied to the Ukraine uh, pressure campaign by Ambassador Sondland as that continues to go on. And again, WGNRadio.com if you want to hear it all. In the meantime, we continue here. It is 849 after 9 o'clock. Who is your guest on uh, Neighborhood Eats today, G? 
We have uh, Parker Slade, and he is the owner and coffee roaster from Hexe Coffee. And it's H-E-X-E. And uh, in German, Hexe means witch. So it's uh, it will bewitch you if you go and uh, dine there. He also has a popular item that mocks, uh, mocks those from Wisconsin that mock Illinois. Yes. In Chicago. Yes. We'll okay. tell you more about that. Can't actually say the name of it right. specifically because... Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun yeah. hip place. Yeah. 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 All right. At uh, 8.50, uh, again, Mary Vandeville, Dave, Ennett, and I are all uh, baby boomers. We'll be dead soon. Uh, so in the meantime... <laughs> <laughs> good morning. <laughs> in the meantime, Viv is here, and uh, she enjoys mocking us. So we continue the mocking now, and uh, we bring in Joel in uh, Vernon Hills, or Joe, I should say. Joe, all you need to do, Joe, is guess whether or not we will get these right, okay? Okay, I'm ready. And we've got a number of prizes here. So, Joe, you're going to stay on the phone because you could win as many as three prizes. And we, I'm excited. Three prizes could equal tens of dollars worth of gifts. So stand by. <laughs> Although I'm, Jew- I'm Jewish, so the Christmas tree doesn't work. Uh, trust me, I got you covered in other ways. <laughs> um, all right, term number one. Okay, snatched. S- what? What? Snatched. Snatched. Well, stolen, grabbed, taken, snatched. Well, use it in a sentence, Viv. Um, as as the judge, I will say okay. that she's allowed to use the term in a sentence. That's right. Girl, you look snatched. Girl, so, you look snatched. Now, you have to guess. Are we going to get that right or wrong? Well, what you said makes sense, but I'm going to say that's not right, so you're not going to get it correct. <laughs> All right. Stand by, Joe. I kind of like your chances. Mary, you look snatched. Yeah. You look good. You look good. You look hot. Dave? Yeah, I agree with Mary. You look hot. Mm-hmm. All right. I think, though, to, to make this official, even if you two are right, you have to explain how snatched would mean that you look hot. <laughs> we have to explain it? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I want I you was, to explain why it, Why would Dave. that make sense? Because to grab something, to take something, why would that make you hot? Well, I have no idea. No, I don't either. Yeah. I'm going to go with my original. You're a thief. <laughs> you look like a thief? <laughs> Girl, you look like a thief. <laughs> no, you stole those good looks. Great line. Oh. You stole oh, those good looks. Okay. Oh. That was a good save there, Dave. Good. All right. Um, what is it? Okay, Steve, you're wrong. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, you were, <laughs> you were wrong. But Dave and Mary, you guys were on the right path. Uh, uh, snatched means that you look amazing, and you can refer that to your face, uh, your clothes. What? But why snatched? It's the same thing then. Hot. It's just a, just a hot term. You're snatched. You look snatched. Like you're on point. You're, you're on point. Yeah, you look... You, look, you have to define look, these other terms, too. You look pulled together. You look Just pulled together. You're pulled together. Like, None of the you guys are saying equates like, with snatched. You're like snatchable. You're, it's tight. You're it's, snatchable. You're, you're pulled together. Yeah. You're on fleek. I like how the boomer in traffic is defending this idiot. It's the... <laughs> Uh, all right, prize it. number one. You got it, Joe. Vernon Hills, uh, Joe. You got a Lou Malamati's uh, gift card. Uh, 40 plus Chicago so land locations are online at lumalnighties.com, but you continue to play now into round two. Next. <clears throat> shook. Shook. Girl, uh. you look shook. <laughs> You're all shook up. <clears throat> I am shook. There, there is no way. <laughs> <laughs> like how confident you are, Joe. Uh, Mary, what does shook mean? Wait, what was the sentence? I am shook. I am sh- shocked. Can't be. It's too easy. Why? <laughs> up, up, had, had my had my world up upended upheaval. I'm shaken. You're shaken. Shaken but again. A, disturbed. 
In a positive sense or a negative sense? Oh, in a positive sense. Okay. There yes. you go. Okay. That was a hell of a hint. Right. Thanks, G. I, I just, think that you know, was... I'm hel- I love I, you. I'm trying to be fair. I love you too, Dave. I think oh, that was way too obvious. It can't mean that. So what's the sentence again? I am shook. I am shook. That means that you are violently ill from some bad seafood. I am shook. <laughs> obviously, I'm right. Who is L? Who else? What's, your, what's your answer? You're obviously wrong. What? Again, uh, yes. Uh, but Dave, yes, and Mary were right. Uh, it means that you are confused um, and also surprised by something. But well, that's not a, in a good way. In a good way. A like, good way. I am shook. Like, like this wow, is, this has changed my universe. But that's I'm so not excited a about this. millennial phrase. It's been around forever. It could yeah. be, but maybe it's just research, and, it, and, people, and millennials are using it. We're saying this is how millennials That's why and you Gen Z. So obvious when I get yeah. it. Um, I have to mention something. Interject that Dave and Mary have been doing very well. Yeah, what's going this. on with you, Steve? Well, well, I, all I, three I, of us yeah. have to be right. So, Joe, you've won a desktop indoor weather station. It's actually a tiny Tom Skilling you can put in a drawer. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's my favorite, of br- course. Brought to you by American Weathermakers Heating and Cooling, the 60-Minute Men. Visit AmericanWeathermakers.com. All right, stand by. One more round. What do we got? Can Shit. I ask them a question real quick? Yeah. What is, what is the word for drunk in your language? Like, there's so many different words for drunk. Like drunk, yeah. blitzed, blotto, sideways, yeah. schnockered. What is the know. new Wasted. word? I'm trying to think You don't right know what now. the new word for drunk? Okay. Out. That's your assignment. For oh, that. lit. 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 This person's that's, lit. That's, that's like a new. positive. That's yeah. like a positive. Well, yeah. Depends what kind of drunk. The kind that wasted. We say wasted. <laughs> this person's wasted. Well, that's that's like 100 years old. Oh, it's not wasted? No. It's, it's okay, been, well, come up with a new one. That's been used since the cavemen when Org said to Grog, you are wasted. <laughs> Would you say like Foster Brooks is yet? Yeah. Uh, oh, right? Foster. Right. Well, you got Foster Brooks. They don't know right? who that is. Yeah, I know. Foster Brooks is a comedian who pretended he was drunk. Mm, got it. Oh, All right. Give me another one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shade. 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 Oh, I you got are this. throwing I shade. I totally what? got this. Yeah, this is too easy. You are what? You're throwing shade. Throwing shade? Yeah, you're throwing mm-hmm. shade. I got this. I don't know this one. But, but uh, got, Joe, I'm telling you, well, I got this. But we have to all three of it. Um, so, of course. So, uh, thank goodness for you, Steve. Uh, not to sound like a hater, but uh, I say no once again. <laughs> uh, Mary, uh, you go first. Throwing shade means that you're saying something that's insulting about someone. Hmm. Oh. You you are you are talking trash about them or towards yeah. them somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Often on social media. Mary, you don't have a guess? No, I thought... Okay. Like you're throwing a tree at somebody and they hold it over themselves? <laughs> throwing an umbrella at someone? But somebody, some people would say, though, you would do it in a more subtle way. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that it would be outright. I thought it was like throwing good vibes to no. somebody. No, because no. No, it's shade. That'd be throwing sun. No. Do you guys know Shades what... Mar- I like Do you shade. know what uh, glow up means? Glow up? Glow up? Glow up. Means you've been exposed to radiation. <laughs> <laughs> no? What's glow up? It's uh, your best self. So you're, you need to glow up. Like you're glowing up. Oh. Like you, or you're your pregnant. best evolution of yourself. Your like generation your, your is so sad. Glow up. <laughs> it's great. Uh, all right. So uh, are we right? Congratulations. Oh, Steve. look. You I got, got one out of seven. Right. Answer. Congratulations. Yep. However, since Mary didn't know what she was talking about, you've won an app gift card pleasing people since 1936. See their store in uh, Glenview or online at abt.com. Thank you, Joe. 
Well, guys, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. I enjoy your show every day. I appreciate you having no faith in me, Joe, whatsoever. It <laughs> turned out fact, to be very yeah. profitable for you. You can thank me, Joe, since I can get it. <laughs> All of this came from the fact that Viv was talking about cuffing season, and she wanted to book a guest to help people find con- love. Yes, before it gets so cold, because if you can't afford a, a an electric blanket or a... Or, <laughs> <laughs> to heat your house up to the warmest degree, you need somebody to snuggle with. Uh-huh. So cuffing, that's handcuffs. No, uh. it's, no, it's not, Steve. It's not that. <laughs> it's 8.57. All right, standing by for the news and then the CLTV hour. Hi to CLTV, and thank you guys for watching. Let's get to the newsroom right now. Steve Cochran Show, CLTV. Hi to Fawn and everybody at CLTV, as we mentioned before, but uh, it's worthy of mentioning again as we continue. Oh, by the way, CLTV is probably not covering us today, right? They're probably on. I don't even know if you no, guys are watching. They are there. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Glad you're here. Uh, and now it's time for Neighborhood Eats. G, take over and tell me who our guest is. Well, we are very lucky to have uh, Parker Slade in here with us. Um, Which is a great name, by the way. Oh, it's a great name. You said you didn't like it growing up, but no. yeah, that's a great that's Parker a, Slade. That's yeah. a great Parker name. Parker Slade, private yes. investigator. Parker Slade, yes. international sniper. He is the owner of uh, Hexa Coffee. And uh, people listening might be familiar with the coffee because they're famous for a cold brew that they do in a lot of uh, specialty grocery shops around uh, the area carry it. But now they have their own brick and mortar uh, cafe, all day cafe. They not only have coffee, but wine and beer on draft. It's beautiful, too. Beautiful pastries. I mean, some of the best pastries. And by the way, what am I eating? This is like a ginger cookie with... Oh, s'more cookie sandwich. Oh, no wonder I love it. (laughs) I'll be over here. What do you think? Tremendous. Are you kidding me? I, these pastries are unbelievable. And your pastry chef, you Dina. Want, Dina, do you want Dina to talk Simmer a little bit Steve. about her? Um, sure. We met uh, through a mutual friend, uh, through my sister who owns a bakery in Denver. Um, became yeah. quick friends through all this. And she's just taken over the kitchen. Everything she makes is perfect. She has a really interesting background. She has decades of experience. She went to pastry school, um, is a, does pastry and baking, and she's worked in the industry for decades. But... Um, she also is a special effects uh, artist as well. On a, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is how good she is. So she's that's why she's a pro with airbrushing and decorating and uh, creating cakes that can look uh, lifelike like something else. It's pretty incredible. So, um, But the coffee is what was initially people were raving about. What's so special about your coffee? Uh, well, we started doing uh, cold brew coffee aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, from local distillers, few in Evanston. And what does that mean for people? What? So we how's take, it different? So we take the raw coffee bean, we put it in a bourbon barrel for, you know, more or less a month, and it takes on all the flavors of the barrel and the bourbon, and then we roast it out so there's no alcohol, but it still has that vanilla taste. That's our non-aged one that you're drinking. Did you have to experiment with this to get it right? I assume. First try. Come on. I swear. <laughs> Just because you had a theory it would work or what? Yeah, I mean, I had heard that it, like people do barrel-aged coffee before. But really? Yeah, we came up with our recipe and our blend, and uh, it's been the same ever since. All right, now, I don't drink coffee, so I'm going to defer to G on this. Yes, but this all start. I think it's absolutely smooth. It's delicious. Dave but, loves I mean, coffee. But, I mean, do you have a... Do you, what, how would you describe the taste? It depends on which barrel he's aged it in, but this is the um, this is not the aged here. No, this is just, just straight up straight cold up, brew. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? I, I think it's great. It's not bitter at all. It's very smooth, 
and it goes gray with a peanut butter cookie on Friday. <laughs> How do you enjoy the peanut butter cookie? I, okay, I, it's the best peanut butter cookie. I I love peanut butter. Anything peanut butter, I'm good with. Yeah. It's the best peanut butter cookie, aside from the one my wife makes. Okay, so you have to say you, that. You but get that. Dina's pastries and cookies and cakes and breads. I, this woman, and they do savory pies and tarts, and they're going to be doing cobbler's. The, so it blew my mind how no, good her pastries were. Hold that thought, and we'll okay. come back and talk more. Yeah. Stand by. All right, so, G, Neighborhood Eats appears where? Uh, com, and also on um, our webpage as well, WGN Radio. All right, I want to find out how you got into this. What, because always when we hear something incredibly cool that comes up in your world, the world of making people happy through food and beverage, uh, it's because you were doing something else and it wasn't what you wanted to do with your life. Um, I was working in a machine shop uh, with my family. Uh, family think, business? Yeah, family business out in Elk Grove. Um, my dad was a machinist. What type of stuff did you do? Uh, impact extrusion, machine stuff, just was, metal you know, parts. I remember I was in a band called Impact Extrusion. <laughs> <laughs> One of many. So what made you think I'm going to be the coffee and pastry guy? Uh, so I was... Drinking so much coffee, waking up super early uh, to get out to the suburbs, and one day I went to a place and spent $60 on three bags of coffee. Yeah. Okay, so this is the what, what's the, it, what's bean, the, the beans, the beans, the coffee beans. beans. But, yes. but but what's it? Craft coffee is that the term for mm-hmm. it? Specialty okay. coffee. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you said this is idiotic. I'm not going to. Yeah, I looked up how much it costs. It's not that expensive. So it's a simple Google search away. Yeah, and that Google search gave me a link to a place where I could just buy. Two pounds of raw coffee and a Whirly Popper at the old popcorn machine. I was in a band called Whirly, Whirly Popper. <laughs> um, so, uh, but there's a transitional phase, right, between I'm not going to work for the solid family business, I'm going to go out and risk everything and start my own thing. Yeah, so um, I promised my wife that it wouldn't become that and that this is just a hobby. Uh, but then I started having so much coffee in the house and giving it away to friends, running out of money. Uh, so and you were passionate about it. Yeah, I, it grew really quick. Um, my passion for it, and I started to uh, enlist in these festivals around town uh, with my still having my day job. But once you get a little buzz about what's going on, that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just every weekend uh, and every night, prepping every night after work and waking up early on the weekends and slinging it around town. When did you decide to dive in? Full force. I mean, it took three years uh, to finally just make the jump, uh, and then two months ago we opened. And it is a beautiful cafe. It's amazing. Yeah, and they have wine on draft, uh, you know, beer on draft. They do specialty partnerships with local breweries and mm-hmm. make their own beer. So it's a place where you can go all day. So you can go there early before work and grab coffee. To so get buzzed, stay awake, and get drunk. <laughs> exactly. You can transition, right. and uh, they meet all your needs. And they have a lot of savory pastries, too. And I love that you two are as moved by these pastries as I was, because I eat a lot of uh, pastry around town, and I was blown away by Dina's pastries. That's as good or better than anything I've ever had. Yeah, and she has savory pastries, so it's not... And, and it's not overly sweet. She has a really uh, refined taste, I, th- I think. And oh, yeah. the, it's just a beautiful But she was place. a friend of yours, and now you work together. Didn't it risk the friendship? Uh, we were not friends before. Oh, now okay. We're so this now we're just the, yeah. we're the bros in the kitchen, is what we call it. And the really other. cool thing is, back in the day, your dad owned a lot of bakeries around the Chicago area. Yeah. Oh. So maybe throw in out the some blood, of those dude. names. It's in the blood, and my yeah. sister owns one, too. Uh, out in Denver. Right. But your name off some of the bakeries oh, your dad owned. Uh, it was C- 
Country Maid Bakery, Village Bake Shop out in Oak yeah, Brook, so I think. Maybe some listeners okay. remember those yeah, as well. Yeah, so. back maybe like 30 years ago. Yeah. All right, so what happens on Thanksgiving? You're expected to do what? Like you come to the family dinner, you're bringing oh, all yeah. the brew? Oh, yeah. But now it's bring all the pastry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the beer. We just made a beer with uh, Low Res Brewing in Pilsen, and that okay. came out in cans yesterday. So basically, you're in business for the last two, three months. You'll be out of business by the end of Thanksgiving because you've got to take care of your family. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and they have wonderful charcuterie boards, too, so you can pick your own meats and cheeses. A lot of delicious salamis and cheeses there. And then they have one really cool board called the FWB. Yeah, now we can't say exactly what this is, but if you're in Wisconsin and you trash Chicago or Illinois, for that matter, this one's for you. It's a sleeve of Ritz crackers. <laughs> a sleeve of Ritz, uh, some Merck's cheddar, summer sausage. Some beer cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes, beer cheese, just like at the castle. And, and then the thick slice sausage. Yeah. Where you just hack it with a knife. Oh, yeah. And, and two uh, Milwaukee beers. Right now we're doing two 16-ounce sh- two schlitzes. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and it's called the FWB, so uh-huh. in Wisconsin bleeping. Right. So there you go. Right. It says it very large uh, on a sign in our shop. I bet it's very popular. Yeah. It's That's really cool. It's an edgy, hip place, but I don't think anyone would feel unwelcome. It's, no, a, no. it's a very, like, the vibe is great. The the um, design effort that went behind it. It's that a place, was my wife yeah. who did that. She's a designer just down the street. And it's located at a very busy intersection of Diversity Parkway, Damon Avenue, and Clybourne Avenue. Um, it's kind of in the middle of where a lot of neighborhoods meet. And there's a parking lot. So what? you are saved. You Dude, can park there. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of places in town with average food where people go just because they have a parking lot. Yeah. 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 That Par- was the plan. Parker Jokes <laughs> is near the Costco. Yeah, the, yeah. the neighborhood of the Costco. So if you're going to Costco and you want a quick stop, Tell go me, you got, a, you got a lot of things falling your way here. Yeah, it worked out. It was yeah. yeah. But it takes a lot of guts to dive in. You got to give yourself credit. That's Thank a gutsy you. thing to do. Yeah. And you said uh, you're fans of these two, right? I grew up listening to these guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not insulted by that because we realize no, that. we're boomers. We know it. Yeah. Um, but congratulations all the Thank way around. You. Uh, do you guys it. have kids? No kids. Just got married uh, a week before we opened. Oh, oh yeah. And he told his wife this wasn't going to be a thing, mm-hmm. this new coffee hobby. <laughs> but no, she's been great. She's it's a great way to test if she really loves you. Yeah, she does. <laughs> well, I just want to remind everybody the name of the uh, wonderful all day cafe is Hexa, H E X E, coffee. And uh, the website is hexacoffee.com. Yes. And what are your hours? Uh, we just started our winter hours. We're going to be closing a little earlier, uh, about 8 p.m. But we're doing events a lot. We have movie nights. We have a projector. Uh, what time do you open in the morning? 6 a.m. To Bright and early. Yeah, 6 a.m. to 8, 8 p.m. Uh, and then 7 to 10 on the weekends. Weekends. But you're open every day? Yes. Oh, wow. And uh, are you there? The all If it's open, you're there? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. That's tremendous. Thank you. Uh, all right. And now the important part. Each week at this time, uh, G tries to explain how you find this on the SunTimes website. <laughs> <laughs> go to the SunTimes.com website. Go to the top bar. And then click all the way to the right that says more. The, the scroll down tab. Go to the grid and you'll find the story. And you can also go to the SunTimes YouTube page as well. And under Neighborhood Eats. Yeah, it's not as hard as she makes it sound. So. <laughs> Just Google Hexa Coffee, Sun Times, and you'll it'll The video pop looks up. great, and it shows up at WGNRadio.com as, as well. As well. We awesome. link it there. All right, man. Website one more time. HexaCoffee.com. Spell A- Hexa? H-E-X-E Coffee.
coffee.com. Congratulations again. Thank you, sir. And uh, thanks for breakfast. We appreciate that, too. too. I don't think, Dave, I don't think you and I have ever agreed on something you ate before. How about that? Dave was having this gigantic peanut butter cookie. He goes, you want to say something? Break me off something. And that hands it to me. It's like you take a spoon and dip it in a jar of peanut butter. As soon as you put it in your mouth, I mean, that's how good it was. I wasn't lying. <laughs> and I never eat sweets, and I never eat cookies he doesn't. on the show. I swear that, to you, that's well. really great. I yeah. saw Thank Dave you. on the camera. I was in shock. I'm like, is he eating? <laughs> this is when, this is my proud, these are my proudest moments when I get Steve and Dave to approve of something that I've brought in. So thank you, Parker. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Hexa Coffee. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. And seriously, that's your real name. Yeah, Parker Slade. That's a great name. Such a movie name. (laughs) Good to meet you. Likewise. Congratulations. Go to Hexa. Spend your money. And Steve Grzanich in the newsroom. I never asked you what you did for your birthday. Uh, I went to, I had uh, some friends took me to lunch. I went to the uh, Revival Food Hall to have lunch yesterday. It's a great place. Oh, wow. I yeah. want to go back and try some more. Yeah, Sunday brunch pretty great there, too. Yeah, it's very good. And by very the way, good. Steve and I get nothing for saying that. Yep. Um, and uh, you'll have updates on the uh, Sondland testimony. Um, it's interesting to, to pop on different websites and see different points of view as opposed to just stopping at the one you agree with. And uh, the headline in red at the Drudge Report, quote, Everyone was in the loop. It was no secret. I mean, these are all damaging headlines, factually. Yeah, and when he says everyone, he's referring not only to the president and Rudy Giuliani, but to also uh, Energy Secretary Rick Perry, uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. I think it's even mentioned that White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney was... And Vice President Pence. And Vice President Pence. All of them knew that this was going on, apparently, according to Gordon Sondland. Uh, so that will continue, and we will continue to watch it. And where can they hear it again? WGNRadio.com. It's on one of our live streams there. 929. Hawks play again when, Dave? Tomorrow night, the Tampa Bay Lightning at the United Center. If you drive a 2008 Chevy Impala, and you know me, I'm a Chevy guy. You are. White Lightning. White. Yeah. Oh, and like I, Dave says it better. And I had a, uh, a uh, Robin's Egg Blue Chevy Impala blue a couple of years thunder. ago. Thank you. The 2008 Chevy Impala is the most stolen car in Chicago. Maybe not turning a lot of heads. It's 2008, not like the new one, not like the Blue Thunder. But naturally, the Honda Civic topped the list of most stolen vehicles in 2018 with almost 40,000 thefts. Honda Accord and full-size Ford pickup also made the list. But if you're in Chicago and you're stealing cars, the 2008 Chevy Impala, and usually it's because there is a universality to the parts, Mm. And uh, things of that nature and reasons you can... You can Resale uh, market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did this as a text question tomorrow or Friday, maybe. But uh, Iran has gone almost entirely offline. Uh, the nationwide protests have meant weekend 100% shutdowns on the Internet. So it's a big deal. Blackout started on Saturday. But since you don't live in Iran, I'm just curious. What you'd miss most if the internet got unplugged. Because that's been, you know, I've sort of toyed around with a movie idea for this. And I'm not kidding when I say this as opposed to my normal ideas. But I love the idea of a movie idea where the internet gets unplugged. Like there's some way to shut it down. What, What does it do to us? I like the idea of exploring that. What do we do when we have unplugged from the internet? How do we change? Do we go back to the way we used to live? Do we become nicer? Or do we cannibalize each other, Dave? I want my internet. <laughs> I, I think that's a great idea. So uh, that'll be the uh, text question either tomorrow or Friday. What are you going to miss most on the internet? What would you miss? If, uh, gee, if I unplugged your internet. 
Um, you got to go to every time I touch my phone and uh, and I go online. I got to look at this. Well, or that. I am addicted to Instagram as my first go to, but then also all of the streaming because I don't watch TV anymore. I really only stream. So Instagram and Netflix. Yeah. Well, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, HBO Go. It's everything is Apple on. TV yet. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not, yeah. Um, Too many. I'm already paying for Hulu. So by the time I pay for all of these streaming. Yeah, you're getting up to what it costs to have cable. Right. Yeah. Same for you, Dave. Instagram? <laughs> yes. Exa- IG, I call it. No, I like instant information. Sports, news. Same here. That's what I would miss. There's a thing called Smart News and, um, and Flipboard. Or two news aggregators. Oh, I use Flipboard. Yeah, two yeah. news aggregators mm-hmm. where you put in the various places you want to see the news sites, and I have everything in both. Those are the places I go all the time. You're probably thinking that I would go to all the news places first. My favorite Twitter account that I go to first every time I sign on is called Humor and, and-, and Animals. Humor and Animals. And uh, they're, uh, they post all these videos of pets and other dogs and stuff doing stuff. This morning, it's two dogs hu- hugging with the headline, Sometimes a hug is all you need to make you feel better. Well, that's I nice. spent cute. 10 minutes this morning watching a cat comfort a dog that was anxious <laughs> when the owners left the house. Because, you know, a lot of uh, pet owners have the secret video cam so they can watch the animals and the p- their pets. So, Have you seen the video? It's got, yeah, I don't know that it's real. I, 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 matter of fact, I, I don't care if it's real or not because it's, it's, it's so that wonderful. Good. It's a mother bear in um, like rapids types of water where two of her cubs are floating away. And she's trying to save her cubs, and she actually looks like she's hugging a fisherman to help save the cubs. Aww. You know, have you seen it? Have you seen the video I'm talking about? I haven't seen that, but that is making me going to start crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it made the guy start crying, too, when a bear first came over and hugged him. So, so did the... Did, How's it end? What's the end? Can you tell us? Yes. Yeah, Does she save I both? Google Please, because I can't even watch it if both cubs aren't saved. Like, and we'll be back. <laughs> I'm googling bear fisherman. I know. Bear fisherman cubs. saves bear cub from lake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it one cub? I thought it was two. It may have been just one. Oh, this might be the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I didn't. A, I didn't realize it was that. It's another time a yes. bear went up and it's tapped a fisherman Russian on the shoulder. Fisherman saves two drowning cubs. It was two. Okay. Okay. Was yeah. it in Russia? And mama bear. That's it. Yeah, and mama bear was very pleased. Aww. And actually, the, because it's Russia, the two of them are dating now. Oh, my God. I love that story. He's step bear dad. The no, they're not dating, water. Steve. <laughs> uh, when we come back, this, <gasps> oh, what? It's clinging on to the edge Aww. of the boat. <laughs> She's watching it right it's now. It's so cute. Where, where, where are the other cubs? Oh, he's all wet. He's oh. reaching out his hand, his oh. paw. You know, Jay, I, I know you spent most of your career in television, but this is still radio, with the exception of CLTV, and all I they know, can see you do but... is go, oh, my God. <laughs> and the CLTV audience, I hope you enjoyed G's motion. Uh, here's what we'll do. We'll come back. This this blew up much bigger than I thought it would this morning. That is the mocking of the elderly. Uh, so we're going to do one more bonus round, Dave. One more bonus oh, round of great. Stump the Boomers <laughs> Because I we think we've back. both done so well. Dave is ready. Dave and Mary have done fairly well. I yeah. believe I got one of seven or eight. This is your chance to Correct. redeem yourself. Yeah, I don't like my chances. <laughs> so uh, we'll play for uh, prizes one more time. 312-981-7200. Grab a couple of uh, uh, winners because I like their chances either way. 312-981-7200. All I have to do is guess whether or not we will get it right. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no, we won't. All right. Again, the premise here, uh, G, is what? 
Okay, Boomer. A millennial is going to teach you the millennial lingo. Right. <laughs> a millennial's language is different than a boomer's language. Dave and I and Mary Vandeveld are all baby boomers. You know, I'm right at the end of the baby boomer thing. I think the baby boomer thing ended in 64. I think you're a millennial. <laughs> I'm more of a Gen Z. <laughs> I've got that maturity level. All right, so you're going to give us a word, mm-hmm. and we're going to tell you what it means. This is something that millennials and uh, Gen Zs would probably understand. Right. Okay. Yes. But not necessarily Gen Xers. Gen Xers might not understand. Might not. Correct. Right. Okay. All right. So give us the word, and then use it in a sentence if you can. Okay, great. Um, the word is woke. Woke? Woke. woke. And in a, a sentence, uh, that person is really woke. Okay, that person. Like W-O-K-E? Yes. W-O-K-E, yes. That person is woke. Larry's in Palatine. Larry, are we going to get that? Nope. <laughs> Man, a few words. Um, all right, Dave, you first. Uh, in tune with everything, up on the very latest, really aware. Um, I That's would, really good, Dave. I would expand that. There's a sensitivity. That's add, add what Dave says. There's a sensitivity <clears throat> and a, uh, a an open-mindedness. Uh, that makes one woke. Enlightened. What? Yeah. Mary? Mary? With it. Yeah, with it. (laughs) (laughs) Mary's just trying to be hip right now. With it. She's with it. Yeah, yeah, with it. (laughs) Well, I'm really proud of all of you because that is correct. Yeah! There you go. Yeah, woke is is when someone is more politically conscious and mindful of uh, social issues and yeah that's what woke means and congratulations uh, larry i guess you won't be mocking us anymore huh <laughs> nope. Nope, Steve. i like how you're a man of few words larry and because you were wrong you're the first one to be wrong all morning i'm going to give you a, a nap gift card uh anyway because because uh, i like you larry i like you and i appreciate you listening chris is in albany park uh stand by chris word number two flex you want me to flex right now no. <laughs> That person is flexing. Well, the gun show. Okay. Um, Dave? Hold on. Uh, yeah, what else could it be? I got Chris up here. Chris, uh, Chris Flex. Are we going to get Flex right? Uh, I don't think so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's the same thing as woke. Okay, stand by. Stand by. You're not playing a game, Chris, but, <laughs> but the fact that you have no confidence in us is a Yeah, is and it's a, a verb here. You're flexing. Being willing to adjust. It's too obvious. Oh, like flexible. Nah, it's too. It's too obvious. Too I'm going obvious. with the guns. I'm did going I with tell you, Steve. Or did I not tell you? You told me, G. You were right. Too, wow. Too obvious. Yeah, give me it again. Flex. That that person is flexing. That person is flexing. <laughs> flexing as in gun flexing. flexing. What do you mean? Well, well, you guys, you well, guys not, all got it wrong. Yeah, you all, no, all got it wrong. Bisexual. No, no. no. Oh, my God. Flexing. You get that? Oh, my God. Flexing. Flexing because you're no. willing to see. No. That's fluid. Like when you're fluid and. Okay, oh, my go ahead, gosh. Then. Okay, so know. no. Flexing is when you show off your possessions. When you when someone's being, being uh, you know, like. Showy. Oh, yeah, showy. Well, how's that flexing? Oh. How's that flexing? How's well, it's that like flaunting. Yes. yes. Very similar to flaunting. But hey, the, Chris, the, the, the Chris we couldn't have been more wrong, <laughs> and you are a big winner. Uh, we're going to give you a Lou Malnati's pizza and an app gift card. Stand by, okay? Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thanks. One more time down the road here. Ed's in Algonquin. Hi, Ed. Good morning, Steve. Ed, you sound so woke to me. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like a guy that would never make people feel bad by flexing. i got to get a dictionary. <laughs> yeah, wow. no kidding. Uh, all right, uh, Ed, are we going to get which word? Gucci. 
Gucci. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Is, is Charles here? Gucci, Gucci, Goo. <laughs> Ed Gucci. Are we going to get Gucci and Millennial speak? Absolutely, yes. Really? Wow. Have you drunk? been drinking this morning? It, and I'm not woken either. <laughs> no, it's woke. <laughs> Hold on. I'm awake. Yeah. All right. Here's an essence. Um, we oh. are Gucci. Or it's all Gucci. Or it's all Gucci. <laughs> oh. I think it's upscale. It's upscale. It's fancy. Gucci is fancy. Okay. I was going to say high fashion. We're really high fashion. Mm-hmm. Mary? Wait, what was the sentence See, again? Viv's just doing this whole thing. We're just saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's you're all, wrong. No, you got a pretty good... Gucci. P- honestly, oh, it's all good. You guys both it's have pretty have, good... It's you, all fine. You Wait. both have pretty good poker faces. Say that again, Mary. It's all fine. It's all good. It's all Gucci. Why would Gucci be fine or good when Gucci's in Mary, are you good. are you Googling this? No, I'm seriously <laughs> not. Ding, ding, ding. Mary wins. <laughs> Mary, Mary wins. Won. Wait, yeah. Why is that It's right? kind because, of a trick because you think it's going to be like really great because it's Gucci, but it's like... Yeah, as soon as you okay. said, it's How would millennials know that? One idiot millennial comes up with that, and then the rest of you are supposed to know that? I bet every millennial got that wrong until they got yeah. it right. Yeah, I live with a 23-year-old. No. He would never say, it's all Gucci. <laughs> I've said it before. <laughs> well, it's a that's probably a girl word. It's kind of a girl. I, can't I don't know. I think guys, I, say no, I, guys say it a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Guys say it a lot. What guy? We, like we Gucci. It's it's like a slang. We like we. We're not even saying are anymore. You're just saying yeah, yeah like we're son. good. But instead of saying we're good, you, you just say we're Gucci. That's ridiculous. You know, like if let's say you know you go out. Let me and tell you something. It, that's ridiculous, and I want it to stop. <laughs> I want well, you to shut that down. It's, it's out to, there. I want it removed from the English language. <laughs> hey, Ed, uh, I don't know why, but you're a winner, too. Thank you, Steve. All right, buddy. Hold the line. And by the way, a Tree Time gift certificate from Tree Time Creations, a pre-lit tree from Tree Time, one of these cool sports-themed deals that we have. Give you a certificate for that. Gucci, that's dumb. It's great. All I right. kind of like the Gucci. All right, hang on, because Bill and Wendy are coming in. I want to play around with them just okay. just, as, just for fun. I got plenty more. Yeah, I was afraid of that. It's uh, <laughs> 9.55. Wendy's here, and uh, the reason Bill left didn't come in when I uh, challenged him is because he's apparently not here. No, he is off today. Dane Neal is in his chair today. Dane will be playing the role of Bill. He'll be too sensitive to be an actual grown man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you heard we're playing Stump the Boomers. I love it. Yeah, Stump the Boomers. Uh, so you two are now going to play a round of Stump the Boomers as well uh, with us, with the incredibly cocky hostess, wow. uh, Vivian. <laughs> and, and and Judge G. Judge G. <laughs> <laughs> wow, could this be a spinoff show? Yeah, right? Judge like G. G. Judge G. This is great. All right, so what's your next word there, Meanie? Ghosting. Oh, that's simple. It's simple because we know what it is, but it's not an easy term to explain. Totally easy to explain. Wendy's not a boomer anyway. Wendy's a... I am. You are? Born in 63. I'm kind of on the You're right on the border. She's the You're not. You're not. <laughs> it was a Christmas show, The Youngest Boomer. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> you too. Uh, ghosting. All right, what's ghosting? When you just don't... Re- you stop responding to someone. You're finished. You're done. And... You blow them off. Yeah. It's like a ghost. There's is no that, answer. Is that correct? I am proud of... Yes, Wendy. Thank you. All that right. is correct. Crank it up. Give me another one. Or give them another one. No, I knew that one. Yes. Um, what does milk mean? Oh, we did milk. You, I know we did milk, but I wanted, I, I wanted to, okay, to well, ask... Okay, well, we can't play. What is milk? 
can use it in a sentence. And like a baby boomer, I already forgot. Get him some milk. Get him some milk. Vitamin D supplement. Or, no. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. He needs some help. He needs assistance. He's acting like a baby because babies drink milk. No. Am I right around? No, it? he's he's right. Yeah, remember, that's he, right. he needs to get some some. Uh, he needs to yeah. He needs to get some help. Oh, so some Wendy got it right. Self improvement. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Wow, two two. Wendy, you're good. We got thirty seconds. One more. Um, snatched. You look snatched. <laughs> <laughs> Kidnapped. <laughs> Abducted. Um, I I heard it. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. You're snatchable. I like Mary's explanation to that. Yeah, yeah. You look, you're so hot that you someone will snatch you. Yeah, that's the probably the best explanation for it, and it is almost the dumbest of the terms we heard this morning. I agree. Yeah, and it means that you look amazing, that you look great, that you you look well put together. Okay, just a quick question: We Gucci? Yeah, we're, we're Gucci. Okay, we're, we're Gucci. We're, Gucci. Okay. we're Versace. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. We Target? <laughs> yeah, it's we Target. <laughs> we Coles? Uh, see you tomorrow.